Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 201. Aaron, uh, you may have noticed we've added some, we'll call memorabilia, uh, to the set. Uh, For the folks that were here for episode number 200, there was quite the event. And of course, we've got our set littered with uh, little things here and there. Some some baubles, pucks, uh, Stanley Cup replica for the fantasy uh, hockey league that you are the uh, GM of, I suppose. Yeah, correct. And uh, commissioner. A commissioner. There you go. And uh, and GM, you said yes. And and other such uh, things. On the set, which maybe we'll uh, come back and, and tap this well a little bit later on. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But Aaron, uh, we are back after uh, only one game because we had a, we had a Tuesday show uh, last time around. Correct. Uh, there's only one game since then. It was the Saturday game against the Nashville Predators, and we will talk about that. But uh, before we jump into that, I do want to remind you guys. Uh, if you would like to support the show, you can do that with the Super Chat function. You can also use Venmo at the Fin Factor. Either one of those, you put a comment in there, and uh, we'll go ahead and read it out live on the air. It helps support the show. And another way you can support the show, going to thefinfactor.com, picking up any of the stuff that we have there for sale, hats, shirts, hoodies, Water bottles, stickers. <laughs> I don't know why I struggle with that every single time. Because you don't drink out of water I, that's bottle. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, so anyway, uh, stuff. We have stuff. Uh, swag, if you will, uh, for you guys to purchase. And look cool. Look just like us. Almost. Very close. Um, but th- those are great ways to uh, support the show if you'd like to go ahead and do that. Aaron, uh, the other thing people can do is share, of course, if they want to retweet, uh, repost, I guess you don't retweet anymore now that it's X. Is that it's still Twitter to me? It's still Twitter to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah so whatever. Stuck in our ways. Uh, but yeah, that's a great way uh, to help support the show is get the word out. Let other people know. If you have some Sharks friends and family out there that uh, you think would enjoy the show as much as you already do, please let them know about us. We would certainly appreciate that. And if you are not subscribed, of course, the subscribe button's right below. Hit the notification bell so you know when we're going live. And you can join in the conversation like the one that we're about to have with all the folks, <laughs> the fine folks in the comments. Any any fun comments right off the hop? Yeah, here? Peter St. John. I oh, put a Fin Factor sticker on my toaster oven today, boys. Oh, there you go. Toaster oven, not toaster, toaster oven. The, the, ooh, doesn't upgrade. it get hot on the side? That's an upgrade. Uh, depends on the or toaster. Or am I thinking oven, of I something else, maybe? Yeah, I can. Okay. Be careful. The toaster. I don't want to be the cause. Of, yeah, oh, this guy's house burned down. What happened? Oh, there's a sticker on the side of his toaster <laughs> oven. I didn't find it. It's somewhere around here. <laughs> In the oh, I like this one here. I'm the beat plug. Okay, uh, hopefully Will Smith is a topic of discussion today as he leads the NC2A in scoring. You know yes. what? Honestly, he wasn't somebody that we necessarily had on the paper. However, uh, that is one of those things that when the community uh, brings it up, we are more than happy uh, to talk about those things. So, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Do appreciate that. Uh, and, yes, of course, that is Aaron. I pulled up the stats there right you when you said that. Yeah, so. So do you want do you want to just kind of... Fire some stats, or should we wait a little bit and then maybe talk a little bit about Will Smith later on? Uh, let's talk about Will Smith a little bit. A little bit later. Yeah. Okay. We'll start with... Uh, Very good. Let's get the game over with. Get the game going? The one game. The one game. Aaron, uh, there was something that happened in this game. You weren't very happy with it, and I think Coach David Quinn uh, would absolutely agree with you uh, based on what happened with this player. So why don't you go ahead and take this one away? Sure. The first goal was scored by the Preds, and Kalen and. Uh, Kalen Addison, I said Anderson. Uh, Kalen Addison was, he was in good position to start. He was in front of the net, kind of blocking that crease and that pass. And it was, became, I guess, in a way, a two on one in front of the net. Mm-hmm. With the one guy skating backwards towards the corner away from the goal, Kalen abandons his post. And instead of waiting for someone else to get him, goes and attacks the guy. And they saucer it right over him, right around his stick, right onto the other stick of the other guy. Boom. 
goal, and I forgot who it was. I can give you names here. Uh, Sherwood. Sherwood scores yet again against the Sharks. I feel like half of his goals this season have come against the San Jose Sharks. He's only got seven <laughs> this season. And at least half Isn't of Isn't that Sharks. always the way it works, though? There's a guy Somebody, who's like, hey, he's right? pretty good. But, and when he plays against the Sharks, it's just they just load up. It's either that or it's their first career goal. Uh, exactly. An NHL yeah. goal. And yeah. They, yeah, they always keep the puck. There's a lot of pucks that leave San Jose for the other team. <laughs> That's what I feel like every time. But yeah. Anyway, Kalen Anderson. Kalen Addison. Wow. That's a tongue twister for yep, some reason. Yep. Um, after that, uh, got benched for a little while because it was. I mean, even me, I'm not a huge tactical person on hockey per se. I love watching hockey and I know a lot about it, but not the really small nuances. But even that, I was like, what are you doing? Even yeah. I know you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to head on a swivel, as Drew would say, and, and pick up the guy that's a, more of a danger point than the person skating backwards into the corner. So, um, yeah, so he, it, it didn't wasn't a good look, and the Sharks go down one nothing pretty early. And the Sharks uh, get scored on again. Uh, this is a goal uh, you call a snipe uh, on the power play by uh, Forsberg, Philip Forsberg. Yeah. And um, as you said, it was just a great screen by Nyquist, uh, a Shark, uh, uh, several years ago, mm-hmm. I liked when he came over to San Jose. He, he was, did well. He really he did, did. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I thought he he sparked the offense. He was mm-hmm. creative. I liked mm-hmm. the way he carried the puck, moved with it, protected it. Um, and he just he's a good all around player. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out um, here in San Jose. But uh, certainly would have been nice to have him around a little bit longer. But yeah, so he's uh, jumps in front, screens goalie, and um, Forsberg gets the snipe on this one. Yep, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it was a great shot by a world class player. He's one of the best goal scorers in the league um he just picked the co- pocket but the screen if you watch it nyquist goes right in front of i think it's kakadin right right in front of his eyes right then shot goes by leaves and at that point the shot the puck was already right here and he yeah. he just went he saw the shoot the shot coming and it just kind of went down in a big what do you call it, a butterfly position to try and be as big as he can in the net but it just went up high in the corner so uh it was unfortunate i mean that's just it's on the power play. You can't yeah. really, you can't stop them all, especially in the power play. Mm-hmm. That was just a great play and uh, unfortunate for the Sharks. So down two nothing at that point. I like how you say you can't stop them all. This is this season has been like not stopping much at all. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I mean, they, there's been a shutout. They, they've had yeah, exactly. <laughs> they've had a, a few games uh, here and there that were, um, you, you know, that the result uh, looked more like the way that we've seen them play. Right. right. Yeah. Um, this obviously not not going to be one of those games, but. Um, in any case, there's matching snipe for snipe uh, in, in this game. The next goal here, uh, the Sharks get one. Granlin, man, this was. Uh, did you see right over the shoulder? See all these? Yeah, he yeah. he walked it in kind of, and then uh, kind of froze Saros and and uh, to me it looked like he was kind of faking to go on the far side mm-hmm. and then just lifted it up real quick yeah. over his over his glove and uh, it was a snipe. It was it was a beautiful goal on. Another uh, exclamation point on Grandland's season. He's having a great year. A lot of people thought that that was going to be disastrous for San Jose to take that back on that trade for Carlson. And uh, he's making the league look silly for um, for thinking that. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, who acquired him from Nashville to be the person that he is right now in San Jose, and he just wasn't quite that in Pittsburgh. And he, couldn't, he couldn't get, I don't know, that... He, he didn't fit in in Pittsburgh. It's not that he's a bad player, yeah. even really had a bad year. He just didn't quite fit in and couldn't get his game going. Um, but in San Jose, he's doing well. In Nashville, he did well. 
um, throughout his career everywhere except Pittsburgh. He's been doing well. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll get into this a it's little bit. It's all those bit. horrible players in Pittsburgh. That's all well, it is. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, Sidney Crosby doesn't just turn players into career year players every time they play on their line. <laughs> Kunitz. Like, come on. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll get into this a little bit later, but Grandland uh, is possibly uh, some trade bait yeah. going on for the Sharks. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you know, and good for him. As you just said, he's been a a great player other than when he played in Pittsburgh. He's been a great player for the majority of his career. And, you know, playing on a team like San Jose, getting the chance to kind of get back into uh, some higher minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Giving him the opportunity uh, to help lead on a team, right? Where he's kind of one of the older guys, the more veteran guys on the team. And then getting the opportunity then to get moved from the tied for now last place team uh, onto a team that's headed playoff bound, right? So uh, good for him. We Again, we have no problem with any of these guys getting moved, um, you know, for, to, for the betterment of their career, right? And for the opportunity for them to get uh, to the final prize, uh, the Stanley Cup, of course. And that's, that's the dream for every hockey player. So it's not going to happen here in San Jose, at least not right now. Um, so... You know, absolutely happy for the guy to be able to get the chance to get moved on and for him to have a season like he's having in San Jose certainly going to help uh, push that along uh, him getting out of here and, and hopefully going on to bigger better things and even if he doesn't I don't mind him being here another year sure. and he is doing tremendous work with uh, Eklund and Zetterlund both um, the fellow Swedes getting giving them you know daily pointers and just little nuances of the game that they just the coaching staff isn't necessarily it's not their responsibility to do, but it's players passing it down and and uh, creating that culture and, and passing things down that they learn from their veterans and so forth. So uh, he's very invaluable to the team, along with Nico Sturm's another one yeah. that is kind of in the same boat, um, a guy who also has another year on his contract, but also in trade talks and all kinds of you know this yeah. these next. 10, whatever, 12 days left before the trade deadline. It's on the 8th. Um, it's next Friday. There's going to be nothing but <laughs> questions asked of these poor guys. They're all going uh, to Toronto. They're right, all linked yeah. to Toronto in but some But I mean, way. I'm talking about like the post game. Like everyone's going to ask them, what's, it, what, what's going through your head right now? Are you worried about getting traded? Are you like, come on, man. Like there's only so many times you can ask that guy yeah. before they're just going to say, you know, get out of here. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. And so... Nice words. <laughs> so uh, the only other goal for the Sharks in this game, uh, Zadina. Zadina getting back on the board. Eighth of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about some trade stuff here, but as long as we're talking about Zadina right now, um, is he someone that figures into the future plans or is he somebody that you think that the Sharks are potentially moving? And I want to kind of post that as a question because we're going to go through some of these players mm-hmm. and Zadina's a little bit down the list. So I kind of want to give... The folks here an opportunity to kind of respond back uh so i'm going to put that out it's not necessarily the roll call question we, we could make it the roll call question if you want <laughs> i don't really know but uh something to put out to you guys is zadina somebody who's in the future plans for the sharks or do you think this is a guy who gets moved uh this off season for the opportunity to get uh you know more assets and futures because he is a, he's a younger guy it seems like he would fit mm-hmm. in with the younger group right right yeah he's only 24 yeah um, he is an RFA after the season, so the Sharks do control him at least after this contract is up. 
So he's not necessarily someone that needs to be moved. He's not a UFA where he'd be a strict rental player, kind of like Duclair. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have to trade him, which also kind of makes his price a little, a little higher. Yeah. Because if a team does trade for him and he does, let's say he does well and plays well in the playoffs, I mean, that's a ticket right there to the next contract and most likely would sign with the same team because they're already chemistry's going and everything else. So um, that's another one that it, it's a great acquire by by uh, Mike Greer because he's a uh, RFA so it gives him a little bit more value um, if there was a trade to come through yeah. and he doesn't necessarily need to trade him so good on good on Greer to get most likely a, a better asset for for what a lot of people were saying Zadina was or is a bust kind of because he was the sixth sixth or seventh overall pick in that draft um, you'd expect more offense yeah. coming from a guy like that or more consistency and and domination at this point at 24 but um he's coming into his own i feel like at this point we weren't sure in the beginning of the season what he could be if he was a potential top six or not right now i think he'd be more of a top nine like that third line yeah winger um he's doing a decent job of killing penalties and finding his game and he's got a lot of high energy skates really well um a lot of his goals coming are coming from hard work now and i think it took him a while to realize that you know, at that point in his career, he was probably the best player on his team at all the points, right? Yeah, yeah. Then he gets drafted in the NHL and realizes, wow, I have to change my game. We've talked about this before. Yeah. You have to try to change your game to stay in the NHL because you're not as elite as you used to be, or, or at least to be an elite goal scorer in the NHL. So you need to have other tools in your toolkit, and that's kind of what he's learned, I think, in the last, at least this season yeah. for sure. I feel like his game has changed, um, mainly playing on that third and fourth line role, but adding scoring punch to those to those lines, and the goal that he scored in this game was a garbage goal. Like he sat there and waited <laughs> in front of the net. It was a rebound, and he put it away. So good on him for his. I think it was his eighth goal of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's most likely going to get to double digits by the end of the year. So that's a fantastic year for him. I think not a career year or anything, but I think a decent year for a third fourth line guy to get into the double digits. It's always yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, I think he could. Potentially be moved, but a good, I think a good price coming back, especially his price point of what is he making? One point one million. That's, yeah, it's a steal. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good for a third, even a third line even a third score, line, yeah. right? That's pretty decent. Yeah, um, I like that you brought up third, fourth line players that might get to double digits and goals. Just, uh, just saying. <laughs> I don't want to give you any PTSD here, but jeez, oh, <laughs> here we go. It's over, folks. Okay, relax. Um, no, I, I think uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you talked about uh, the, the contract and the fact that he's an RFA, and if you trade him away uh, to another team, they control his rights, so it's good for them. But it's also good for the Sharks because, I, I, as you said, there's really no rush to move him. If he's a UFA and he's going away, right? Uh, it, it, let's say it was one year left. I know it's two, but let's say it was one year left. It, you have to trade this player. Or you lose them for nothing. So the, the team on the other end of that is going, well, unless there's a bunch of teams in line, we really don't have to give them that much because they're going to lose this player anyway. They'll be willing to unload for whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's a high-profile player, then you've got some competition there. But otherwise, yeah, you don't really have to worry about it. But with it being him being an RFA, um, certainly if you guys don't want to take him, well, he's still ours. doesn't matter, right? You have to rip him away from us. And he, to do that, it's going to cost you. He's also young enough that he could be part of that next group Absolutely. of players coming in. Yeah, and, and I think that's what the Sharks will end up doing. I think the Sharks will end up hanging on to him. Um, I know uh, Zetalin's going to be one of the guys probably that we're talking about later on here, but I think he's another one of those guys that is going to be part of the, the future plans. 
speaking of future plans, <laughs> uh, you had talked about Nico Sturm and you had talked about um, you know him being in maybe some trade discussions and whatnot. I didn't get to read the article, but there was a headline. One of our favorites, whoever it was, um, had put out uh, an Shang. article. Shang's been Shang? doing a lot of work with asking yeah. agents and players about trades. And did you read the article? Because I, I only saw the headline. Yeah. Okay. I, he, same question. He's pretty much asking all these guys right. that are potential trade trade um, acquisitions for other teams, and he and Sturm went through it like he got traded, so he's used to it, and yeah. he's like, you know, I, I've had this conversation. What he said in the article, I had this conversation with Mike Greer last season. Um, as well as we've just had the same discussion like two weeks ago. He's like, I know where I'm at. I know where my game is. I know what I can bring and what I can't. So mm-hmm. um, obviously I'd like to stay here. I signed a three-year contract, and I would on- I want to honor that. I like it in San Jose. But if I were to be moved, that's that's the, the business. Yeah, of I understand. The that's the yeah, business, I get yeah. it. So, um, and he's won a cup with, with uh, Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. So um, he brings that experience and... and the experience of being traded and also winning a cup, that's pretty invaluable, I yeah. think. So um, he pretty much said it is what it is. You just kind of wait, and we'll know by the end of next week. He also said, though, um, that he in his discussion with Mike Greer that he kind of gets a feeling that he's figuring into the plans, right? Mm-hmm. So now whatever that means, again, I didn't read the whole article. I just saw kind of the little snippets. But if he's figuring into the plans, I'm assuming that means figuring into the plans moving forward with the Sharks, not figuring into the plans of getting him traded so that they have assets and that's our plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what they meant. Right. So I, I think that we're going to get to see Nico Sturm beyond uh, this season and maybe even extended uh, at, at some point in, in, I don't know how, how old he is or how much. He's only got the one year left, right? He's got next season left. Uh, he's 28, so he's not. Sorry, he has one year after, after this, this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even be mad if we were to extend him next season beyond the one year that he's got. Because, again, I think, you know, you talk about, um, you know, Stanley Cup playoff pedigree and certainly being a champion right mm-hmm. there's there's a lot there uh in terms of the experience now he wasn't one of the main guys on there in terms of goal scoring and whatnot but you still have uh, the, the hard work and everything else is what does it for me from him right um the other guys on the team like justin bailey and mario Ferrari, these are hard workers nico Sturm brings that that hard work but he also brings that level of uh, veteran leadership, somebody who's been there, done that, been a winner, been a champion, and can bring that to the rest of the team. And I think that is invaluable, especially when you're talking about you're going through a rebuild and you're having a lot of these younger players who are maybe looking for that level of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guys that are coming in, as you said, as the best player on their respective clubs coming into the NHL and finding out, whoa, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Right. Compared to everybody else, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And you have this veteran guy helping you through that. And I think Nico Sturm, as I've said before, he's one of those, he's like captain material. He won't be a captain on this team, but he is captain material. This guy on and off the ice, he plays the game the right way. He says the right things, whether it's in the media, in the locker room, whatever else. Mm -hmm. He is a true leader, this guy. And I'm more than happy to have him return. I think trading him away would do more harm than good, even if you can get an asset back, because I think what he brings to the locker room for these young guys is going to be absolutely invaluable. So that's that's my another coach. This is a player that I feel like could be a coach when his career is over, um, and getting into that next part of his life and career. But um, yeah, I agree. He's he's very invaluable, and and uh, it would be sad to see him leave. I mean, I wouldn't be too sad because he's probably going to a good team he's absolutely not, i mean any team except chicago is a good team at this point <laughs> so uh 
yeah, I think um, I, there's potential, but I don't think I don't think it would happen because the price would be too high. Since he has another year left on his contract, yeah. next year will be a different story. Assuming he doesn't get moved this season. Now, I don't think the Sharks would extend him. Oh, I, it's not that I don't want them to. To me, maybe not so much the Sharks wouldn't do it. Maybe they would try to, and he would say, "No, I want to test the free agency." Because at that point, he would be in the latter half of his career, put at thirty, going into a free agency where the salary cap is going up. Other teams are seeing what he did in San Jose, which is more minutes than he was getting in Colorado, and how well he did. So uh, on a very good team, he would be top fourth-line center in the league. Um, yeah. And possibly a third-line center. So um, he could be getting paid more and getting even more minutes and a, on a good team to win a cup at that point. On a good team, I'm not sure he can get paid more because they've already got good players that But bang. the salary cap is going up, and players like him, instead of getting $2 million, he can get $3 million, $3.5 million. As a fourth line center, because that cap is going up, and some other players are exiting and going to Arizona because that's where they go to retire. And and just for the sake of devil's advocate, I'm going to disagree wholeheartedly, <laughs> and I'm going to say they do extend him, and here's why: I think they extend him because by the time in in two two years, two maybe three years, these young guys coming in, I think they're all going to hit their little NHL growth spurt, and it's going to start getting ugly for other teams. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, Two, three years. If they he goes past this this season, finishes the season, gets past the next season, they extend him for two more. I think by the end of that that second year, we're looking like a pretty good team. And I think he wants to stick around for that because he's already done it in Colorado with a bunch of young guys that came out. Well, and he was young, stormed the league when he was in Colorado. But I'm just saying he he was a part of that, so <laughs> right. he sees yeah, yeah. that it can. You know what I'm saying, right? I mean, at that point, he was 24, 25. Sure, sure. Yeah. But he's surrounded by other guys that were super young as well, and he's seen it. Regardless of him getting older, he knows if you take this young core, and I personally take a stake, maybe with the A on my my jersey, take a stake in fostering <laughs> these guys. I can have a repeat of what we had in Colorado and get my name on that cup. Of I just, I, to me, I think in two years it'll be a numbers game, and there'll be other players replacing him with that that are cheaper and younger. I'm not saying I don't. I love yeah, him, yeah, yeah, and I, I want him it. on the team, and I would love if they extend him. To me, I think the numbers game does not play in his favor. Age and numbers doesn't play in his favor, and there could be other some some other free agents that are out there too. We don't know okay. by then in two years from now. Sticking to my guns, folks. All right. Anyway, I love it. Uh, so we were talking about a little bit about trade talk stuff right there. Uh, why don't we launch into uh, the actual trade discussion that sure. we were lining up here? Right. So the first guy we were going to talk about was Mikhail Granlin. Again, uh, we had talked about him in this game with that snipe over the shoulder on UC Saros. Um, you you like this guy a lot. I like him mm-hmm. too. I think he brings a lot to the table, but he could bring a lot more um, off the table. So, uh, what do you think about him? Uh, we have stats and that kind of thing. We can run through some of the stats and how yeah. he's doing right now. Um, but so, yeah, just just go ahead, start start sure. riffing. I off. mean, in forty three games, he's got seven goals and twenty five assists for thirty four points. He's on pace for I think it was sixty two points, mm-hmm. which is where he was at uh, three seasons ago in. Is it Nashville? Nashville. Nashville. Um, that was kind of before he got traded to Pittsburgh and all that, and then just kind of went down. So he's back up to where he was. He is 32 years old. Uh, he's got another year left at $5 million, which is a little bit pricey, but a 60-point player for $5 million is fair. Yeah, That's absolutely. pretty fair. That's pretty on par for the rest of the league. Um, the thing with him, though, is uh, I've talked about this before. 
how people I know people get upset when their favorite player gets traded off their team and um, <laughs> to me it's like I I've lived through that so much that I just I'm numb to it I guess yeah. in a way but for me I'm more happy for them to get traded because the Sharks are always the ones for a long time were buyers right and now they're sellers and those guys are going off like we saw Burns leave we saw um, Carlson leave we saw some other guys leave that were that were kind of fan favorites so um, I'm always happy for them to go because at this point it's they're going to a better team than yeah. San Jose and a chance to win the cup but for Granlund um, what I always say is like these players don't have loyalties to teams as much as the players have or I'm sorry the fans have loyalties to the players and this quote from him pretty much backed up exactly what I was saying <laughs> because uh, I'll let him go with it. But here's the quote from right. This is the post game from the last game. And again, he's going to be asked this question probably all week, this week and next week um, about his thoughts on possibly being traded. So here's Granlin in his own words. I mean, there's literally nothing you can do about it. So just play, play hockey, enjoy the game. I mean, it's you're playing NHL. It's pretty fun. So uh, you know, literally, there's nothing you can do about it. So so go day by day. So all these players want to do. They don't care what team they're on. I mean, there's. It's very rare that a team that a player gets to choose what team they're on specifically. Yeah. Unless you're John Tavares wearing Toronto pajamas <laughs> as a kid, there's there's just very rare times that players dictate where they want to go. Um, so most of these players that fall as as they're just trying to stay in the NHL yeah. and, and play and, and produce and all that. Um, he said it right. I mean, think about it this way: if you were playing hockey at a high level, and the KHL, not the NHL, was the best league, do you know anything? About all the KHL teams, not really. No. If would you be happy to get drafted there? If anywhere, that was the top league, anywhere, yeah, right? If that's yeah, the top yeah, league in the yeah. world, that's that's the place you want to. Or we could say Sweden if you want. Sweden. Okay. Like, do you know anything about Sweden and what cities are good and what cities are not? No. You just want to go play where the best players are, right? Same thing. You get traded. You, you, you sure you fall in love with the city that you've maybe lived in for a few years, yeah. but then you you look at it as okay. Time to go check out a new city. Like, I've seen it on the road a few times because they've seen every city on the road. It seemed like a cool place. I know some cool spots. Hey, I know this player that I used to play with that was on that team or is on that team so they can kind of give me some pointers on where to go and all that. So it's kind of an exciting time because these guys get to move around city to city and they don't really just plant their seeds and stay there forever. So it's not a bad thing that they get traded. The players understand it. It's not the end of the world. Um, I mean, I don't know actually Granlin's situation. I don't know if he has kids or not. Yeah. That's kind of where it gets a little tricky when kids are in school. Because yeah. then you, you can't really uproot them and go if you're a uh, rental player at this point. Because you don't know where you'll end up next year. But um, anyway, my point is everyone wants to play in the NHL. They don't care what team they're on. And that's pretty much what he said in that quote. Yeah, I, I mean, there's not much to say about that one, really. Yeah, absolutely. Like, again, like, to your point, you know, you just want to play uh, at the highest level that you're capable of. And if that if that was the KHL, first of all, I don't know that I would want to play there. Because in Russia, I just don't know, you know. If the best players are there and they pay the most money in the world... If, it, if, if it's Russia, I think I'd, I'd, I'd play in Sweden instead. That's just It's a safety issue, okay? That's well, all okay. that is. That's all that is. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. I hear what you're saying. And, uh, yeah, 100%, I think uh, most of those players, uh, again, we're talking about the NHL now. I think most of those players, obviously, that's the epitome of the sport. Mm-hmm. That's where they want to play. 
Um, that's where they get paid the most, right? So they can have the the life that uh, they all dreamed of. Um, and of course, you know, there's some of it is 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 that right, but it's also like I want to play against the best. I want to measure myself against the best. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of players know that when they're playing in the AHL or the KHL or the anything HL that's not N, right? <laughs> and any one of those other leagues is not going to provide you with that measuring stick, the true measuring stick of how good you are. And I think a lot of players. Um, they're prideful, right? Mm-hmm. They they want to be the best, and they want to play against the best, and they want to beat the best. So um, absolutely, he's he's in this position now where he has the ability to, or not the ability, the the opportunity, I should say, uh, to get moved to another team. And uh, if one way or another, that still keeps him in the NHL, of course. So wherever you play, um, I'm sure he'll be very happy to go there and compete at the highest level possible against the best competition possible with the best teammates possible. Right. So. Good for him. <laughs> Do you think all the players put their heads down when they see Mike Greer walking down the hall? <laughs> no. For no. this week and next week? No. They're just like, ah, oh, don't talk to me. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, honestly, I, I think a lot of players... Um, uh, see, now, here's the thing. If you're a really good team, okay, if you're a really good team and you see your GM walking down the hall. That's true. Then, if you're that third-line guy, you're going, oh, boy, don't just, you know, right? But if you're, I mean, obviously, if you're one of those top-line guys, you're probably not getting moved if you're a playoff team already. But if you're one of those guys that's fringe, I mean, how many times have we seen that, right? The Sharks have been a really good team, and they try to bolster the, the roster with just one more, you know, kind of star, and they have to unload somebody. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Let's talk about one player right now. Yeah. Coonan. Right? Cunning. Cunning. I keep saying Cunin. He's not a spice. Cunning. He's not a spice. Yeah. Cunning. <laughs> Cunning is a player that's been linked to Edmonton. Now imagine yeah. you're in Edmonton. You're playing with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl, and your team has been on fire for yeah. the last couple months, and you're heading into the playoffs, and all of a sudden you get a call from your GM. Hey, you're going to San Jose. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's brutal. That's crushing. It is. But that, that's my point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's It's different going the other way, whereas... Coonan gets the call saying, hey, you're going to Edmonton. Cunning. Cunning. God. <laughs> we just did this. Cunning. Whipped cream. Uh, <laughs> come here. <laughs> Cunning gets the call saying, hey, you're going to Edmonton. Holy cow, there's a chance you could play on, probably not on Dryside or, or McDavid's line, but Nugent Hopkins' hey, maybe, line. But maybe you're getting power play time and just using your big garbage collector body in front of the goal. Is with- that what Kane's doing? Okay, sure. Second power play minutes. Whatever. But you're gonna you're probably gonna play on the third line with Nugent Hopkins. That's that's no slash. Isn't McDavid on both power play lines? He doesn't come off the ice. He doesn't come he off the ice, right? Yeah, the he ice. just stays yeah. there. Yeah. So you're gonna get some time with with uh, right. McDavid. That's not bad. Right. Not bad at all. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear what you're saying though. Well, um, McDavid doesn't kill penalties. <laughs> he doesn't. No. With all that speed. Well, uh, maybe a little bit, but not. Oh, he's not the main guy. He can't get hurt. He can't block shots yeah. and break that shin. Are you kidding? You don't block shots when you're faster than everybody and you're stealing pucks. <laughs> Getting shorties, you know? You don't need to when you have grunts that get paid nothing to do that for you. <laughs> but again, the point is, yeah, if Cunning gets moved, right, who on Edmonton, because they don't have the cap space. Right, they have to boob somebody. They somebody. would have to boob. Now, the other alternative to this is we retain salary. How how realistic is it, Aaron, that the Sharks retain salary on a guy like Luke Cunning when we we're about to go through a whole handful of guys that have a year left on their contract, right? Yeah. So how how realistic is it that they retain on the Luke Cunning deal? Possibly Luke Cunning because his contract is up this season, and then they would get that slot back for next year. Um, I would think that it also depends on the return. What if they retain on on 
Cunning. I don't want to Good. say it so bad. Hey! But they also, have the... an, they also have an offer for someone that's more expensive that they need retaining on, but they have a better asset coming back to the Sharks. Yes. You know, so I wouldn't say necessarily it has to be Cunning. Uh, they could use the slot or they could not. Who yeah. knows? But yeah. um, it, it all depends on what's going to be coming back, I think, to the Sharks. So, um, and, and here's, the, here's the other thing. I don't, I don't know that we even want to entertain this part of it or not, the what could be coming back part, <laughs> oh, right? Because yeah. there's like a million and one different scenarios with regard to picks and prospects and everything else. And it's about as useful as a cow with no udders and a boat with no rudders. So we're not even going to go there. Okay, I mean, we're just going to leave that alone. I but think. it's funny, being sellers, I don't really care player-wise what's coming back. Yeah. It doesn't, like... The other way around, when buyers like, ooh, who could we get? Right, right, right. Who, right. Could, who could make this team better? Ultimately, what you want is futures. Now, yeah. that could be in the form of a roster player who is very young. Right. That's kind of rare, though, if they're it really good. Yeah. And you're going to give that up yeah. unless someone's really good coming back, which the Sharks don't really have that kind of player to yeah. warrant that. So I just don't, like, that's why I don't even want to, <laughs> that's why I don't want to um, even get into that discussion because it's just not. It's not fun. To me, like, looking at how many draft picks the Sharks have going into this year's draft, uh, possibly two first-rounders because where are the Penguins at right now? I just have to read this comment out for oh, the people on the podcast. Ben and Gensry said, take Kane back and sabotage his <laughs> career. I imagine everyone's booing him everywhere he goes. Ben, you are diabolical, my friend. That is horrible. Thank you for that comment. I love it. Uh, Debbie Smith says, Ben, that's hilarious. <laughs> Debbie, you're not wrong. <laughs> that is great. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying there? Uh, I'll take another comment. Peter oh. just Peter St. John, I just don't see that Cunning has much value. I disagree. Um, he is a penalty killer, which a lot of good teams don't want McDavid and company, all those players, killing penalties in the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. a very different beast when you get to the playoffs. You need guys that are going to be gritty and getting in there, and that's exactly the kind of player that Cunning is. Not necessarily just killing penalties either. I'm talking... On his normal shifts, five on five, he is in front of that net on the power play. He yeah. could be the garbage man, which we have a whole thing on from him. <laughs> um, so he is very valuable and the kind of player. I mean, look at Barkley Goudreau when he got traded yeah. from San Jose to Tampa Bay. It's the, it's He's the Jeep. When there's a team full of Ferraris, you need Jeeps. And that's exactly <laughs> what he was and what Cunning is. Kia. A Kia? A Kia. Brought to you by Kia. Oh, my God. That was the quote. Kia, Kia from, Soul. Yeah. That was the quote about Barkley Goudreau. He was a Jeep. That was, what's what the Tampa Bay coach said? Yeah. Like you needed you need a Jeep. And there's too many Ferraris. Do you, do you, as a player when you hear that, do you get offended? No. No. You're okay. valuable. Well, I know absolutely, I, but I'm saying that that he's saying he's a Jeep. <laughs> I have Ferraris. He's a Jeep. I drive a Jeep. I love Jeeps. Jeez, man. See. <laughs> Can't go anywhere with this guy. Um, it's the best car you could ever have. I don't know why it's such a compliment. I don't understand the question. <laughs> Clouds. <laughs> uh, no, and, and then that's pretty much the exact reason why I didn't want to go through the, hey, what could we get for these guys? Right. Because the value changes based on the team, right, and what they need and how much they value that player, right, more than anything else. And how much uh, how much interest there is in that player as well. When you've got multiple teams that are looking for the same thing that you have, that drives the price up, obviously. Right. So for us to try to figure out what exactly we're going to get for this guy, 
Uh, it's 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 kind of a futile exercise, right? So I think w- what would make more sense, and we'll start going through the rest of these guys in just a second. But what Aaron are the Sharks looking for, regardless of what the trade is? What is the general pool of assets in return that the Sharks are looking for? Prospects and picks. Um, I don't know. I. I, we don't have Graham on the show today. Because there are some people that are going to go, oh, my God, why didn't we try to get this NHL right. roster player? And it's like, well, nah. because that's ridiculous. Yeah. So the Sharks are looking for futures more than anything Absolutely. else. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, um, you know, short into the future futures, right? Somebody that's going to be ready in maybe a couple of years with everybody else that's coming I in. I don't even mind, like, a bad contract coming okay. back because assuming that bad contract's only for a season, maybe two, like, But that's cares? to help pay for and balance exactly. the trade. And yeah, get absolutely. more. Yeah. So you take a bad contract plus a higher draft pick right. or a prospect that's right. maybe exactly like Thrun yeah. where he was in Anaheim and stuck in the pipeline of a lot of good defensemen in front of him. There's no reason... To do right by the player, they're going to trade him to whoever, which they ended up trading to San Jose, which is kind of amazing to me that they did a trade with San Jose. That's interdivisional. Yeah. Um, I mean, Anaheim and San Jose, they're obviously not a playoff team. And I think it helps when they're both very bad. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Like, <laughs> they're not in the playoff hunt, right? right. Like, they wouldn't do that yeah. normally. So, um, yeah. And then he had all the Boston connections with with uh, Quinn and, and I think even Greer. So, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you, it's kind of rare to see that. Um, but, yeah, I, I to me, I'm excited for prospects and picks. Um, I think the Sharks, I mean, what Greer's done in the last two seasons that he's been here, season and a half, really, uh, the pipeline of future San Jose Sharks has dramatically changed for the better. And uh, I'm very excited for the next few years. And I'm excited for this draft, too. Obviously, we're going to see where they end up in the lottery if we get Celebrini or not. But um, even outside of that, right now, the Sharks hold the Pittsburgh Penguins draft pick. Yeah. It's top 10 protected. Do you know where the Penguins sit in the standings? 11th. 10th. Oh, 10th. It's close, but they're in 10th. Yeah. So right now, the Sharks wouldn't Sorry, get When it. you say in the standings, you mean in the draft standings? Well, in the overall standings of the NHL, he's okay. their 10th worst. That's what I mean. Tenth yes. worst. Yeah, the draft Sorry. scene. Yeah. Sorry, that because tenth puts I'm them talking, in the playoffs. I'm talking in sharks terms here. Yeah, exactly. They're tenth <laughs> right now. The sharks are second, <laughs> and Pittsburgh is tenth. Um, puts them what twenty third, I guess. Then I right, wouldn't yeah. mind if they don't get the pick because it's unprotected next year. And if the if the Penguins are this bad this year, they're only getting older and going to get worse next year, in my opinion. That could be like the breakup, like this. This, uh, you know, break or the uh, offseason, we could see like a dismantling of the team. And now they don't have their first round pick for the following year. Yeah. It could be a situation where the Sharks were when they traded their first round pick and Ottawa got the third <laughs> overall pick. I was going to say, it sounds a lot like our situation not yes. long ago. Yes. Yeah. So it, I wouldn't mind if they were terrible and they ended up keeping that pick. I mean, they get to decide if they want to or not. Maybe they see the writing on the wall that yeah. next season would be worse. And so they, hey, yeah, take Take this ninth overall pick. Yeah. Because we'll get top five next year. But who knows? <laughs> we're anticipating we're going to be really bad next year. But that's also another chance in the lottery. Aaron's ranking is absolutely spot on. <laughs> that's another chance in the lottery for Celebrini if they do get two first round picks in the top 15. Yeah. So there's a chance that, better chance that they could get 
celebrating a higher percentage mm-hmm. by combining yeah absolutely um okay let's move on from we were talking about Granlin there for for some way back i don't know how we <laughs> launched into everything else but uh glad we got through that off uh, the rails uh, yeah that's how we do it um uh, so uh, another guy that um i would not at all uh shed a tear uh, to see <laughs> moving on and it's not even necessarily because oh i'm happy for him uh to be able to play for uh, a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations, I just think the guy needs to move on, and that is Kevin LeBanc. Uh, Kevin LeBanc, to me, um, <laughs> it, his time in San Jose has has worn thin, and I don't like the the contract that he got, the $4 million, right, over mm-hmm. the, was it four years? Yep. Yeah, the $4 million over four years, he had a $1 million prove-it contract where he didn't prove it, and they were like, eh, we'll just pay you anyway. It's actually 4.72. Four thank you. Thank you. I'm like, it's not four. No, I know four more. is the years. It's more yeah. than four. And frankly, um, that that is, it's, you know, everybody talks about Market Board Vlasics being the worst contract, not just in on the team, but in the league. Um, this, for me, Kevin LeBanc, uh, just a really bad contract. Just a, I mean, at least... At least Mark Edward Vlasic is on the ice more often than not. This guy has been scratched. He was scratched a lot. He's been to scratched. Be fair, Vlasic, well, Vlasic was. was too. Yeah. But Kevin, even dating back last season, I don't mm-hmm. think Kevin LeBanc got that much time either. So he was in the doghouse with multiple coaching I, staffs. Not the, just I mean, one you talk coach. about you talk about the writing being on the wall. Just like you just said, if he if there's multiple coaches that have him in the doghouse, why do we keep? Given this guy opportunity, and he had also said, you know, I feel like I I can show that I've uh, you know I, I've got something to give here, and all I need is the opportunity. Kevin, you've had the opportunity. You had multiple opportunities. Your opportunity was supposed to be several years ago with the one year one million dollar contract. That was your opportunity. That was the prove it contract. And and so you've been scratched repeatedly. He's got what seven points on the year after how many games now? 30 uh, something he's played games? 34 and he's got 7 points. 34 games, 2 goals, 5 assists for 7 points. I'm sorry. This is a guy that now granted, granted I know you're going to bring up that he was drafted very late, okay? I understand that. The fact of the matter is he is an NHLer. He is making the amount that he's making. He got the contract that he got and he's got 2 goals on a season where he's played 34 games and been scratched multiple times. He's worn out his welcome in San Jose. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a very nice person, but I'm I'm <laughs> over the Kevin LeBanc train. The whole money in the bank thing. He is LeBankrupt, and I, I'm just <laughs> we need to get we need to move on. And if that means a bag of pucks coming back, I'm fine with it. I just I he needs to move on. He needs to. Move I on. to me, I don't think he's uh, at this point. He's not tradable. Absolutely, he's just going to play out his contract. Um, in the press box, um, unless there's a bunch of sharks that get moved out by the trade deadline, then they just need warm bodies, and he'll probably be back in the lineup. But um, yeah, and and even he has said as much. I think he's been his agent has already been talking to other teams about possibly moving at the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, he got permission basically from the Sharks organization to do that. Oh, why wouldn't you? Right. So they're <laughs> right? like, yeah, and you just go figure it out. I mean, I don't want to talk smack about a player. I don't. I don't know him personally i'm sure he is a very nice person that's i just said to me <laughs> to me I, i'm not trying to be mean i just want him to continue his career i'd like to see him stay in the sure NHL. same with like with noah gregor i wanted to see him 
succeed and do well. It doesn't have to be with the Sharks. I just want them to continue playing um, because it is, uh, you know, great to play in the NHL, and I want them to continue that. Um, Absolutely, and I wish them both the best of luck, 100%, just not with the Sharks. Who's going to outscore who, LeBanc or Noah Gregor? Uh, Noah Gregor will outscore Kevin LeBanc. He will outscore Kevin LeBanc. Are we talking goals or are we talking points, first of points. all? Points. No. Points. You want to talk goals? Well, it's too late to goals. Gregor's, it's a different kind of player. Gregor's more of a goal scorer, I think. Gregor is more of a goal scorer. Compared to LeBanc, LeBanc's more of a, a playmaker than a goal scorer. See, you say that, and I know why you say that. You say that because during the playoffs, the man did a backhanded pass off the wall to Brent Burns, who then did all the work, and then he got an assist for it. Who? That is not playmaking. No, Gregor did? No, no, no. Or Kevin LeBanc. LeBanc. Oh. Kevin LeBanc. You're saying he's the playmaker. He's See, more I've always seen than a sniper. But I've always seen Kevin LeBanc as ha- a guy having a really good shot, and that's what he brings. He, he does, does have a very good shot. There's no denying shot. that. And, 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 and I'll admit that, too. I've seen him several times taking that shot. He's right-handed right. shot off that right foot forward where he's just kind of like, he's like opening up like a window and he's taking the shot like this. It's a phenomenal thing, and he does a great job of it. He's just not able to get that off in the NHL anymore. He's not able to get himself in the right position anymore. Uh, he can't get the shot off quick enough anymore. What Le- LeBanc can't score? What does that say? No, Peter said, are you telling us, Paul, that there's someone in the league you like less than Noah Gregor? That's hateful. Okay, first of all, I don't I don't dislike Noah Gregor. I think he's fine. I just he's not a ten goal scorer in my opinion. That's okay, all. that's all. He's a nine goal scorer. Nine. Yeah, he's a nine goal scorer. He's a nine point five goal scorer. Okay. God, I hope he scores more at the end of the season. <laughs> Regardless, Kevin LeBanc for me definitely needs to move on. There's no way we resign him. If there's any opportunity at all to move him to a different team, we take it. I don't care what the return is, we take it. Uh, if anything, we can uh, weaponize that cap space that opens up. Am I wrong? I'm, I'm not saying don't trade him. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you there. Just I just don't know sure if they're going to be You're not trying to, to give him another chance or something, that's all. No, no. Okay, good. No. I'm con- Too many controller disconnects from Kevin LeBanc. <laughs> keeps him in the press box. <laughs> just don't. I don't like it when, when players don't give in the effort or they're a one-trick pony that yeah. won't round out their game. That, that makes me a little upset, I guess. And to me, that is exactly why a guy like Justin Bailey is just far more valuable. He, he, he can't put the puck in the net, I think. Oh, I mean, honestly, I think uh, he's got, what, four goals? So he, even he has more. In 35 games played, he has more goals than Kevin LeBanc. He's got more points than Kevin LeBanc. And, and they played is, almost the same amount of games. They, they played, played the same, one more now. Exactly. They played yeah. just about the same amount of games, yeah. right? He's far more valuable to me. And it's not because of the dollar amount that they're getting paid. That's not what I mean by that. I mean, as a player, period. I don't care what they're getting paid. Justin That's, Bailey is far more valuable to me than Kevin LeBanc. Yeah, and Kevin LeBanc is is old regime. Uh, Doug Wilson, yeah. kind of his vision of what he wanted his team. And, and Justin Bailey is the exact opposite, where he is uh, Mike Greer's vision of what he wants as a player. Absolutely. Um, and it's funny because if you look at uh, what kind of player was Mike Greer... In the NHL, oh, yeah, same very thing. much, right? Yeah, the yeah. Same thing. Third line, eh, second line when he was in his peak, and and um, a hardworking guy. Whereas Doug Wilson was more of a, I don't know, I didn't really see Doug Wilson play too a, much, but a high scoring NHL yeah, all star, exactly, yeah. high scoring defenseman. That's why I always thought like he overvalued defenseman because he was a defenseman <laughs> in terms of contracts and money, um, but he knew a good one when he saw one because he was one. So yeah. 
it's it's interesting to see the two different philosophies at play, and and I don't want to say there's a right or a wrong, but one is certainly entertaining. I guess they're both entertaining in their own ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one is one is most likely going to go deeper in the playoffs and possibly win a cup. And I'm going to say one nice thing about Kevin LeBanc before we move on here. What? Uh, he's 28 years old, plenty of time to get your career back on track um, and, and become kind of a, uh, I don't know, maybe a journeyman in his, his later years. Um, so certainly, you know, if he was 34, maybe hang him up, buddy. But, like, I think at 28, you've still got a little bit of an opportunity to put yourself back on track. Uh, again, maybe be that third line score type, like that we're talking Zadina is, right? Yep. Um, you know, so so uh, I wish him all the best. I just not in San Jose. I'm <laughs> I'm done. I'm done, Kevin. Okay. Um, I called him by his first name too. I feel like I'm I, sc- scolding yeah. him. <laughs> you sound like it. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. I'm really not though. Anyway, uh, so the next guy on the list here that I wouldn't mind seeing move on because it didn't bring as much as I thought he was going to bring. Mike Hoffman. Uh, 54 games played, 8 goals, 10 assists for 18 points. I was really hoping for a much bigger year from Mike Hoffman. Now, maybe that has something to do with his line mates, considering uh, some of the, the bigger players have been kind of injured for the majority of the season on and off. Uh, so maybe that, you know, he just needed some better players around him. I don't know. Uh, but I was really hoping for a little bit more out of Mike Hoffman. Was I uh, being unrealistic in hoping for more, was he kind of no. just nearing the end of his career and I just didn't see it? Or what's your take on this? Yeah, I was also expecting more out of him. I wanted The Sharks at that point when, when they were putting the team together of the summer, they didn't really have like a shooter. They didn't have like a trigger man that, that was going to be on the power play, hitting one-timers um, with Brent Burns gone. And that was kind of the, at that point. There, I guess Brent Burns has gone the season before. But um, Carlson gone and... Just, you know, those those shoot-first mentality players weren't quite there. Duclair came in. That was supposed to be another one. He's been doing better than Hoffman. But Hoffman is 34. He's getting older. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to have another contract in the NHL. I don't know if he's going to be able to sign anywhere. To me, I was hoping the Sharks were going to sign Phil Kessel, actually. He is he's same age, still same unsigned. kind of player. Yeah. Uh, possibly he'll probably sign maybe next week yeah. uh, by the trade deadline. But... Um, uh, I was hoping the Sharks were going to get him to sign that one-year deal and then flip him at the deadline. Yeah. To me, Kessel was a little bit more valuable than Hoffman uh, because he's won so many cups and because he's Phil Kessel and loves hot dogs, and I thought that that would have been a great way to... Uh, we could have had a whole Phil the hot dog man. Uh, <laughs> and for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, when Phil Kessel was in Toronto, this was years ago, um, some reporter who was basically equivalent of like the National Enquirer, like not a reputable magazine, right? Runs the story that they followed Ho- uh, Hoffman, they followed Kessel from his apartment to his walk to the arena because he lived close, and he stopped at a hot dog stand every day on his way to go play. Now it's completely made up, apparently, but it stuck. It's stuck forever, and so forever Phil Kessel is known as the hot dog guy. If you look at Phil Kessel. He looks like every beer leaguer that you've ever played with <laughs> that has zero effort, not in any shape, probably smokes a cigarette in between each break, and yet scores all the goals because he's just that much more talented. Not every beer league. Every beer leaguer's dad is what he looks sure. like. Sure. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. Um, I, I swear to you, I, I could have swore, I'm trying to find it on my phone now. I thought there was a picture of him with the cup with hot dogs in it. I think it was Photoshop. I hope it was Photoshop. I think it was Photoshop. But it was phenomenal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Photoshop. I mean, no, but, but okay, but if that's the type of thing that sticks and you're yes. Phil Kessel, yes. do you run with that and be like, you know what, fine. I absolutely hot dogs, would. Right? I would buy a cart. <laughs> I would buy a hot dog cart and just go with it. Why not? I would have a pickup truck with the hot dog cart towed in the back and show up every game day. I think that would be hilarious. Just so you guys know, Aaron didn't think this through beforehand or anything. No. This is all coming off the top of that shiny dome of his it's right true. now. It's true. I'm very proud of you. But I love Phil Kessel. <laughs> Here we go. Debbie just said the John Daly of the NHL. Absolutely. He is the John Daly of the NHL. Do you know who John Daly is? Yeah, I know who John Daly is. How? Oh, because he smokes and drinks and doesn't give... Oh, anything on the my golf bad course? wrong daily i'm thinking daily show daily. no no That's no 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 guy. john daly the golfer gotcha. he is like he's like caddyshack in real life okay he is just ridiculous <laughs> a caricature of golf and yet destroys the ball and is one of the best golfers yeah. in the world <coughs> excuse me um but yes anyway back to the task at hand hoffman <laughs> i don't think is going to get moved because again i just don't think the market is there for a guy who isn't quite gonna do it. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. The only saving grace here really is that okay. He's got eight goals. He's got eighteen points. Yes, fifty-four games is a little long to to only get that sort of a total. But when you're playing on a team like San Jose, if you're able to get even close to ten goals, right? Maybe maybe he's worth. Uh, you know, rolling the dice on him to bring him in as a depth scorer. Maybe somebody who you can scratch, and then if you get an injury on your third line, he just plugs in. You get an injury on your your first or second line, somebody from the third line pops up and he slots in, right? Maybe maybe that makes sense, but um, I don't know. I think, yeah, you might be right, Hoffman. This might be the last time he has a, a contract and is playing in the NHL. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Mountain Goat Phil Kessel be an amazing addition wish we had him in the 2016 because he played the Sharks tough in the finals and in many games since yeah. and that team he was he was a uh, third line he was yeah um, and that was kind of the deciding line against the Sharks because they didn't really have an answer to him that and the fourth line right HBK I forget what the H was B was Benino and K was Kessel and I'm yeah. trying to remember who the H was Nick he was a speedy winger wasn't it uh, they were all fast though that was the Penguins thing it was all of them were who quick. was it was the guy that was on the Rangers for a while, and then he went to Pittsburgh, and he, I thought, I thought. Anyway, uh, if anybody remembers, please put it down there, and and so we get the who the H was on the HBK line. I'm going to circle back to a question from yeah. Patrick Rabal. Okay, you have mentioned the timeline of Greer. You highlight the future picks and prospects as a target for the near future. It seems we stuck, seems we're stuck waiting. Age, size, maturity. Your thoughts of when we expect results. Now Greer. Never really kind of explained. Hagelin. There it is. Hagelin. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, it was Hagelin. Who was it? Who said that? Who said it? Who said it first? Ben said it first, then Mountain Goat, and then Brycar. So three people responded there. Well done, folks. Well done. Um, Thank you, community. Anyway, back to the timeline. Mike Greer just did a, what is it called? Like a State of the Union, State of the Sharks to season ticket holders during the... State of the All Union? Yeah. Well, yeah, they call it the State okay. of the Sharks, like the State of the Union. Yeah, but um, that's a little... Okay, anyway, go ahead. Fire away. That's <laughs> where they got the name from. Wow. No, I get that, but like, wow. <laughs> just State of the Union's kind of big, but that's all right. Go ahead. Fire away. Anyway. <laughs> um, he never really gave a timeline on anything before, and never really... He doesn't like to use the word rebuild. He doesn't like to, you know, just kind of... He, he certainly has a plan. Yeah. This is the first time he kind of put a timeline on it. 
saying that they're expecting... I can't remember how he worded it. It wasn't exactly like we're expecting to be in playoffs in three years, but he said three years as like the point of where they're expecting all of it to come together. But what, right? when did he say that the three years though? When did he say three this? years from now? From from now, yes. like today, like we're expecting to be fully competing in three yes. years. Okay. So and there was another question about Will Smith, which we'll get into because we had a question earlier yeah. about Will Smith. Um, Will Smith here specifically asked why Will Smith was not playing with the Sharks. Whereas the because he was the fourth overall pick and picks one two and three are playing with their teams right and he and Greer flat out said it's his size it has nothing to do with his skill it's all of his size uh, he needed to bulk up because he wouldn't be able to play eighty two games which we had talked about I think in the yeah. beginning of the season um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we again we, I think we talked about this last week but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him when the NCAA season ends and the NHL season still going if he signs that contract. He could sign the day after the NCAA season finishes. Right. Um, he could play in the NHL. Uh, as soon as he signs that contract, though, he can't play in the NCAA. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what is hold up and why he's not here now. Plus, he is dominating the NCAA, which is fantastic because for a while, there's a lot of talk of people saying that he's going to be a bust. Yeah. And that he shouldn't have gone fourth overall. He should have been something like 10th or mm-hmm. later. Um but right now, I have the stats up right here. He is leading the NHL with 51 points. Uh, the not NHL. Sorry, NCAA. <laughs> He's leading the NCAA with 51 points. Gabe Hopefully Perot. that was a preview uh, for like maybe five years from now right. where he's just leading the NHL. So he plays for Boston College. Yeah. Gabe Perot and Cutter Gauthier. Gauthier, but okay. Gauthier. He just got, he's the one who just got traded to Anaheim. Anyway, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, from Philly. Um, Which is ridiculous. I can't they're one, they two, and that. four in points. Who's number three? Okay, Macklin, yeah. Macklin. Macklin's number three. Can you imagine if the Sharks get Macklin? Oh, I'm so excited. But, um, and then Ryan Leonard's another one that's up there. Can I just uh, say, by the way, the top four, and now it's Boston College and Boston U, but the top four all out of Boston. Boston's, Boston's doing powerhouse. it right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've usually been the top NCAA yeah. team. Them in Michigan. Yeah. Michigan the last handful of years with... Uh, who was it? Bedard was it? was it? No, he wasn't in Michigan. Where was he? Who was it? Michigan that just like two years ago, Michigan had a huge powerhouse yeah. team. I'm um, dropping the name, and they all went back after they got drafted. Yeah. They stayed for yeah. another year to play, and they lost. They lost to Magnus Krona. Oh yeah, <laughs> beating them in the finals. <laughs> That's right. So sounds like sharks. Uh, I know Nick likes there. to bring that one up. The yeah. NCAA champion Magnus yeah. Krona. Anyway, um. Yeah, anyway, so uh, that's that's good news on Will Smith, and I don't think he's going to stay for another year. I think he's going to come to the Sharks next season. Another reason I'm excited. Um, and another player from that same draft year, who's my favorite uh, winger. Anyone? Bueller? You don't even know what I'm saying, do you? I, I know. Quentin Musty? Oh, Musty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, Quentin Musty's going to also join. He's already signed his contract, so he could join at any point. But he's playing in his junior level. They probably want him to play playoffs and be, you know, the dude. Oh, of course. Of all that. Of course, so, yeah. if and when his team gets eliminated from the Calder Cup, I bet he would be um, joining the Sharks. Very much looking point. forward to seeing him pop over, especially if the Sharks have been fairly depleted with some of the trades. Right, the guys are, uh, you know, off the team and out of there, and they're bringing some AHLers up. I mean, how much worse could you possibly do? by bringing a future prospect in Quentin Musty. Very promising. Having him get a little bit of NHL time 
um, just to see what uh, see what the life is like, right? And, mm-hmm. and the, the level of competition, I'm sure that will spark him for the next season uh, to have a good off season, uh, bulk up a little bit, maybe himself. Who knows? Uh, he is a power forward, though, right? Musty, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, he's probably used to that type of game where he's got to throw himself around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, to do that against grown men that are much bigger and stronger <laughs> uh, will be quite the challenge, but I'm sure he's up for it. So uh, absolutely looking forward to seeing him jump uh, into the fold here. So there you go. Okay, uh, we were talking about uh, Hoffman and some of the disappointments there. Another disappointment for me has been uh, Anthony Duclair. Really? He has been a disappointment for me. Now, wow. his numbers look okay. He's got 11 goals and 8 assists. Now, for 19 points, it's really only one more point than Hoffman. The difference is that he scored three more goals, right? So he's he's put the puck in the net a little bit more often, and that's great. I, for me, still, I'm not seeing... I mean, lately it's been a little bit better, but I haven't really seen the level of effort that I was expecting to see. So I feel like he's player. much better at Hoffman at the other stuff outside of scoring. Okay. Like, he's he has more tools in his toolkit, I feel like, than... Hoffman does, which I think makes him more more valuable, and of course he's younger than Hoffman, um, so that certainly does help. They're both UFA, I think. Obviously, mm-hmm. Duclair. If you're picking between the two, you want Duclair. But for me, I guess being a younger player, being somebody who had helped Florida in their push uh, so much, I was kind of expecting more out of him. Now again. There have been injuries on the team. There have been some guys that would have been playing with these other players that maybe would have helped them uh, you know, get closer to the numbers that we were all kind of expecting. But I just wasn't seeing it as much as I was really hoping for out of Anthony Duclair. I think uh, it's the linemate situation. It very likely could. Okay. And that would be a very huge positive yeah. uh, for Anthony Duclair and for the Sharks because that makes him a little bit more movable. If you can say, look... We didn't have the supporting cast around this guy. If you guys are a playoff team and you've got the supporting cast for him, he's going to help you immensely, right? To me, he's not a top six guy. So he's a third line guy uh, who does a lot of what he's asked and puts in the goals. But um, I don't want to say he's not a top six guy. I want to say, or, or that he is a third line guy. I'll say he's more like a middle six guy. We'll put it that yeah. way. Then he's yeah, kind of that floater that. in between. I wouldn't yeah. put him on the top line and expect too much. Certainly better than he a fourth could liner. Fill in though, yeah. for injuries or whatever else. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, ben just said, "Paul, our goal is first overall pick, so Duclair has been contributing greatly." <laughs> ben, you and I are on the same, way, same <laughs> wavelength, buddy. Uh, but I guess uh, if he had scored more goals, uh, it would push up his trade value. Uh, so then there's there's that angle He's, as well. He is on TSN's board number twenty of trade watches. Who is the highest? Shark on the TSN trade watch board list thing. Who I just said. That's him? Anthony Duclair is number 20. Then we also have Michael Granlin at 25. Okay. Probably because he's not going to get moved because of his salary. And it's another year. Okay. Um, And there's also, there was someone else. Kakinen is 37. So, wait, where's Ferraro? There was so much talk about Ferraro. Nope, he's not on here. He's not on there. Nope. In the top 50, he's not on there. Nope. Wow. And they also have draft picks in here, like Edmonton's first round pick. Oh, that's Tampa ridiculous. Bay's first round pick. TSN, come on, yeah, knock it off. I like TSN. I like their coverage, but um, <laughs> yeah, blah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, for me, Anthony Duclair. Um, just I was hoping for more. I really was. I was hoping for more, and I just didn't see it. I mean, you seem to be happy with his numbers. 
I don't mind him. I obviously I'd want them to be better, but if they were better, the sharks would be better. Okay. Um, I think it has to do with his line mates uh, not being healthy. I mean, imagine you have the three top centers that are healthy. Look how yeah. good they were playing a month ago. Sure. When, when I didn't even think Granlin was playing at the time, so it was really just Couture and Hurdle in the lineup, and that pushed uh, and Sturb came back. So Sturm being that kind of third, fourth line center really helped, and they were really moving and grooving. So if Grandin was in that lineup as well and everybody was healthy, I think it's a different story, and I think uh, Duclair is going to have a much better season than he is. And I think teams know that because they've seen his history and they can see his kind of work ethic of what he's doing. Um, he is a goal scorer, and, I think, and he's got speed. So I think uh, that's why he's number 20 on TSN's list because mm. UFA... Only $3 million, I think, is what it is. Uh, so affordable because it gets prorated down yeah. to towards the trade deadline. Not a huge commitment. One year left, so... Not even... Wait, yeah. Less yeah. than a year. Like, he's done after the season. Right, so, right, right. Um, yeah, to me, that's... that's Hey, we need a scoring punch going to the playoffs on the third line. We don't have it. Yeah. Anthony Duclair is an excellent choice here. I think that's why he's very valuable, and I think why the Sharks are going to be able to trade him easily. Oh, I, I think they'll be able to trade him easily, too. I, I, from a performance standpoint on the Sharks, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm more than happy. Uh, I, I'm sure I will be more than happy with what he can bring to the team in terms of futures and assets. Um, I think we had already talked a little bit about uh, Luke Cunning because we linked him to the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. So we'll pass past him. Um, but uh, uh, Barabanov, Alexander Barabanov. Now, this is a guy I was a little disappointed Absolutely. In. I was just going to say the same thing. Three yeah. goals, six assists for nine points in 35 games. Now, he had been injured. He was so. injured, and I didn't know this until I read it this week. He got COVID during Christmas break. Oof. So what he was saying is it was tough because he was injured. He said it was like coming back. Starting up again, right? Getting everything yeah. going again, and it takes a couple games. So coming back from injury, that happened. Then he got hurt again. I think he got hurt twice, right? Two different stints of, of IR. And he had COVID during Christmas, which just wipes you out. So yeah. your your stamina, your physicality, your your everything that you need to play in an NHL game kind of gets wiped. And, I mean, I get COVID, or when I got COVID, like, it took me out a couple days, and I'm no athlete like that's, <laughs> that's like crazy like how you need to be at such a top level and that gets knocked knocks you out for a few days or even a week like you lose a lot of muscle mass when you're that bulked up and big and ready for hockey that was so honest of you by the I'm, way <laughs> i'm no athlete no, i'm no athlete kind i'm of sure you fool a lot of people though because yeah. i mean behind this desk you just figure there's a massive muscle i mean i do but, play soccer still, yeah good but, for you but yeah I like that. You still play hockey. I play a little bit of hockey. I, I'm I'm no athlete. That's for <laughs> sure. I am no athlete. I'm sure you guys can see that on screen. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Barabano, 20, uh, 29 years old, uh, one year left. A guy that's movable. Do you think that he will get moved? Though I think he could be, um, mainly because teams aren't going to be just looking at this season. They yeah. looked at what he did the last two seasons, and to me, I like Barabanov. If he has the right teammates and the the, you know is in that probably middle six role again. Um, He could do really great things. He's a very good puck protector. I think he's got great vision. Uh, He's very slick with it, and um, it's very valuable to a team to have puck possession on a good team, right? Uh, He helps obviously helps the Sharks with it, but I think he's got a lot to bring. Now, he doesn't do a lot defensively um, as much as some other players do, but... I think you trade that off. I think uh, he's a very good asset that could be be tradable. I yeah. think he can get moved. He's got a lot in common, or at least one thing in common, with um, the uh, superstar uh, who's also injured this season, Matt Benning, um, is that 
he he's very cool with with the kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got you right when you're drinking. He's very cool with the kids when it comes to uh, sticks and stuff like that. Uh, a quick one with uh, Barabanov. We we actually went uh, to. Uh, Pure Hockey picked up some stuff called Selly Jelly. It's hair gel. And he had the best <laughs> flow, the best flow on the team. So we brought this over to him during a practice just because. And uh, we gave him Selly Jelly because he had, you know, nice hair. And he, he looked at it. He looked at us. He's like, what do you want me to do? And they're like, no, it's for you. He goes, oh, it's for me? He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, hold on. And he walks off. I'm like, okay. And he comes back with a stick, gives it to the kids. Wow. Yeah. So, hey, so you guys know, okay, that's the secret. Get Barabano some celly give jelly. Give a gift, right? Huh? Yeah, give, give, give him some celly jelly, and uh, you, you won't even have to ask for it. We didn't even ask for it. We are just going to give it to him. And yeah. he, he walked out with a stick and said, here you go. Brand new stick, too. Wow. It's beautiful. So, uh, really nice guy, uh, and, and I'm sure that whatever team uh, he gets traded to, if he gets traded, uh, will, uh, the fan base will be very happy with him. He's a very nice person. So My son's go. had some really good luck at the Barracuda games. Yeah. Uh, twice now that we've gone. He got a stick from... Branding Co., Ooh. which is like hilarious because he's the tall at that time was the tallest guy on the team. He's six five, I think. Yeah, and he hands my at that time six year old son his giant stick, and so my <laughs> son's been using that forever. Which I can't even like; it's too big for me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another game we went to, there was and both of them they lost both those games. So the players act very differently when they win yeah. versus when they lose. When they yeah. win, they're like, "Oh, we'll sign everything. We'll give away everything. It's great." When they lose, they're angry they're pissed off they're skating off to the locker room so both times were losses which is amazing that he got anything but he got a stick and i told him at the time i was like don't ask for a stick yeah every kid there's asking for a stick don't ask just put your fist out and fist bump when they walk by and that's all he did and henry co just or henry co (laughs) uh (laughs) co walks up to him and just like you could see he was angry. Like he, his dad or something? Right. Like, he's, he's just, he's just angry Henry. at Henry Co. Park. There's a Henry Co. Park here. So he, he's angry and he walks off and he just looks at Calvin and just goes, here, hands it to him and walks off. I was like, wow, nobody else got a stick. Nobody else did anything. And then the other game, uh, he had his hat on and we had a Sharpie. And we were like, here, just have your Barracuda hat yeah. out and that. Boom, he gets an autograph. Nice. That's it. Nobody else. Just Cal. It's pretty cool. Good people, hockey, yeah. hockey players. Really good people. Very happy with uh, with the, the folks that we have on both teams are just been uh, very very good, with, especially with the kids. So very happy. Brandon with Coe State Park, thanks. Brandon Coe. <laughs> Henry Coe. I'm like, is that his dad? Who's, oh. this? Who's that? Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, so we uh, talked a little bit about Zadina already. Unless you want to rehash anything there. No, okay, no. good. I think that Zadina is in the uh, future plans for the strikes. I don't think he goes anywhere. Uh, however, a guy that uh, I really like a lot and. Uh, I've certainly talked about him throughout this season uh, in the same vein as, again, Mario Ferraro and Nico Sturm. These hard workers, uh, this guy, Justin Bailey, uh, he's ever since he showed up, I've just been a huge fan. I love the way he's working. I love how hard he's skating all the time. And some people may look at that and go, yeah, but the guy doesn't have the, the goals. He's not scoring and blah, 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 all this other stuff. That's not what I'm looking for, honestly. What I, for me... Uh, it's the effort level, and with this guy, you get it. In I mean, you get tons of effort from him. So I'm more than happy with what he brings to the table. And he's actually not done too bad for himself uh, in this stint with the Sharks uh, in the NHL. 35 games played, four goals, seven assists for 11 points. Um, for a guy who is basically fourth liner, right? Mm-hmm. We'll say. I mean, he's been doing pretty well for himself, and certainly. Again, the type of player that I think Mike Greer uh, 100% wants on this team. He's got one year left. He is a UFA. 
I mean, I, if you could trade him for for something that is a decent enough return, sure, I guess go ahead and move the guy. I he, I wouldn't mind him being one of those guys like Nico Sturm to maybe go into the next set of contracts. Uh, but that's maybe that's just me. I don't know. I'm sure you can find lots of fourth line guys who are willing to skate as hard as they possibly can at all points in the game. But for mm-hmm. me, Justin Bailey fits the mold of what my career wants. Yeah. And um, I, I, I like him. I like him a lot. Brightcard just said, Bailey's one of my favorite players. Best case scenario, trade him at the deadline and bring him back in the offseason. Not a terrible idea. Um, he's a guy that every time he's on the ice, he seems hungry. Yeah. He is skating as fast as he can. I was going to say something else. As fast as he can after the puck and the puck carrier and uh, plays the game right. And I was excited because I had seen him at the Barracuda game the game before he got called up yeah. to the Sharks. And he hasn't gone down since. So uh, very happy to see him doing well and succeeding. And yes, I could see him absolutely being a target at this deadline because teams are going to want to bulk up that uh, fourth yeah. line and get those. Uh, I mean, you get a turnover and a, and a fourth line goal in the playoffs. That's huge. That's enormous. And I think yeah. that's something that this that Bailey could absolutely do. I think um, since we, we, we had the garbage man <laughs> collector thing for Cunning, uh, we're going to do the Bailey shot. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little warm. So gross. <laughs> delicious. That's been sitting there for a week. It's not been sitting there for a week. <laughs> it was in my fridge. I brought it back so I could do that. Ooh, that was delicious. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean now. Oh, it is extra creamy. No wonder that pie tin stuck to your face when you pulled <laughs> your head up. If you haven't seen that, by the way, you should check out episode number 200, where at the very end of it, Aaron uh, makes good on the bet that we had right. with Noah Gregor. Um, and when he put his face into it, it was uh, so thick and creamy, because only the best uh, for my friend Aaron here. Um, <laughs> it was so thick and creamy that when he lifted his head... The pie tin actually came with it, so uh, it was it was quite a moment. I, I, I want to say thank you for making that bet. Uh, it was it was uh, a moment that I will cherish, and I'm sure that the fan base will as well. The fans are actually talking about cookies right now. Oh, are they? <laughs> Debbie and CJ, uh, they both want to come into the studio now. If you guys could see what's where <laughs> on this side, where of the you could go in the studio, there's absolutely no room in this spot um, for anyone to really even sit. There's just no. I, I, I can't even explain to you. Maybe we can we'll, laugh on cue when you need us. <laughs> Maybe we'll post a picture <laughs> of uh, what we see. When you know, I'll take a picture right now, and then I'll wow. post it. How about okay, that? There you go. Um, what we could do is maybe we do a show sometime somewhere else, like a, a in front of a live audience, yeah. which with super producer Jason does not want to ever do. So there we go. Here he goes. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'll do another one with wide angles. So you can really get a good sense of absolutely. What little room we have here. <laughs> anyway, I'll post that later tonight. So, uh, again, Bailey, I don't want the Sharks to move on from Bailey just yet. Unfortunately, it would be perfect for the Sharks to move on from him right now. He's done very well for himself. He's got one year left. He's a UFA. It 100% makes sense to move this guy. I think they they can. Even they should. Um, but I, I, it's it, to me, I would have rathered him be this guy with like three years on his contract. You know what I mean? I would like to have him uh, part of the team as we continue to get better because I think he brings a lot of, of energy and I think he can bring a lot to uh, some of these younger guys You know, saying, hey, look, look at my journey to the NHL and through the NHL, right? Um, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Don't take anything for granted. And I think that can go a long way, uh, having a guy like that in the locker room. It's crazy. He was a second-round draft pick by Buffalo, gets traded to Philadelphia, 
get signs with Vancouver, signs with Edmonton, then signs with San Jose as a free agent. It's yeah. really weird that none of these teams, that he couldn't stick with any of these teams. I don't know why or what these teams were not seeing in him because everything I've seen in him has been exactly the kind of player that you'd want for an NHL guy, like for a yeah. third, fourth line guy Absolutely. that hustles every single play. Um, maybe it just wasn't there for him and he realized that and then brought it to San Jose. Um, just made him hungrier. I don't know because um, I wasn't you know, paying attention to his career sure. back then when I didn't know who he was. But... Um, yeah, I I would love to see him get moved and a free agent turned into an asset coming yeah. back to San Jose would be fantastic. 100%. Um, another guy here, uh, the last one on our list at least, and I'm sure if anybody else wants to bring anyone up, we certainly can. But uh, last guy on the list here is uh, Kapo Kakinen. Um, now, we said Kakinen and we're not saying Blackwood. And I think the reason being is we'd like to move forward with Blackwood and he's also got two years on his contract. I didn't realize in, until last episode when we talked about it mm-hmm. that they were actually the same age. I thought for sure Blackwood was the younger of the two and Kapo was a little bit older. Why was I wrong? Uh, so, yeah, they're both 27 years old. They're both going to be UFA. However, again, Kakinen only on a one-year deal. And his uh, save percentage, 905 save percentage, 3.44 goals against average. Honestly, I think those numbers on a better team obviously go way higher or i guess lower than than, <laughs> than that right yeah. so um i don't know i i think he's definitely one of those guys that ought to get moved it's just a matter of which teams are specifically looking for a guy that will solidify them in net now most of these playoff teams are already going to have a starter somebody who they trust uh to, to play in net um so you're really looking for him to be in a backup role or a 1b role um, or a guy that if you have an injury in playoffs for your, your main guy, your starter, that can come in and help solidify that because the guy that you've got currently in your backup slot maybe isn't the guy that you trust uh, with your seven-game series. Yeah. So it's a matter of finding a team that fits, I guess, all those check boxes, right? Um, and if you can, I think he would be a really good add for any one of those teams. And again, uh, for us, the way that we look at it, Certainly a great opportunity for him to go out and compete for a Stanley Cup. Absolutely. I, I, I'm i a big fan of Kakinen. I was happy when uh, the Sharks had traded for him years ago from Minnesota because I had seen, you know, it's funny, every time he played the Sharks in Minnesota, he seemed to be the greatest goalie ever. <laughs> I mean, a lot, of, a lot of teams had goalies yeah. like that. But um, I was excited for his future. He put, put together a, a decent career when he was in Minnesota, so I was hoping that this would be the future of the Sharks goaltending because they didn't really have anyone even in the pipeline at that point. Um, and that also Martin Jones was just tailing off and not doing very well. So I was hoping that he was going to step in and, and possibly be a stud, but not saying he's not a good goalie. Um, he is a good goalie. I just don't think he was going to be a 1A type goalie. He'd be more of a 1B. Um, and not too much of a knock on him. It's just there's a lot of good goalies in this league. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think... Um, a team could use him and would would go for him. There's, I think David Quinn has one of the greatest quotes of saying there's 30, 30 coaches in the NHL that aren't comfortable with their goalies because there's really <laughs> only two starters that are like start every game. Shesterkin and uh, Vasilevsky, um, pretty much the only ones. Maybe Bobrovsky right now in Florida is is pretty solidified, but there's not many goalies that uh, every team is is has that workhorse anymore yeah. 
Um, so any team is going to want, or maybe you're saying about GMs, not coaches, but any team is going to want have that that really good one B goalie because it not only is he there in case your your starter kind of falters, but it pushes your starter to be better because it breeds a competition between the two. When you have Shesterkin who gets 65 starts, he's not being pushed to be better by the backup because the backup is never going to take over that role. Right. Right, but and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because he is a great goalie. He doesn't really need to be pushed, but the, most goalies need to kind of have that competition, internal competition between the two. They're not hating on each other. They they root for each other and they want the team to succeed and be and do well. But having that competition makes you work harder and be better. So um, that could also be a reason why a team would want to bring in Kakinen to kind of push that starter into a better starting role and because you know Kakin is going to be there yeah. if you falter so yeah it, it breeds competition it's good and I think that that same sentiment extends beyond goaltenders and and kind of into uh, just the, the the full roster as it is anyway um, we looked at uh, seasons past with the Sharks when uh, it wasn't too difficult for an AHL player to get NHL time simply because we didn't have anybody right there was no competition there it was just throw a guy in, oh, he didn't do that great. Okay, grab another one, throw a guy in. Oh, he didn't do that great, right? There wasn't, like, it wasn't hard to make the team, right? Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of AHL players, Um, whereas in years past, we had so many good players. Our third line was, like, most second lines, you know? Um, So, really, if you could squeak in and get be a healthy scratch, but you're on the NHL roster, it was, you know, a bigger deal. Uh, in in season's most recent past, not not too difficult to, to find a spot on that mm-hmm. roster for a guy who really doesn't belong in the league. Yeah, we've heard Quinn and Greer kind of say that, how there wasn't enough competition to kind yeah. of push guys in not just the goalies, but the, the other positions. Right. And one of those, um, not to bag on him too much more, but LeBanc like, was yeah. comfortable because he didn't have to work hard. He didn't need to because his his role and position was safe. Yeah. Uh, now, not so much. But uh, back then, there wasn't really any competition for anyone to take over that spot. There was no young guy up and you know up and coming in the wings that kind of pushes you to be better. So it creates kind of bad habits because you no longer have any kind of repercussions for not playing well. Um, but now that Greer has kind of changed that and had other players, I mean, we have a lot of prospects really coming Really good yeah. prospects up and coming. So it's coming within a couple of years, but um, not really even having an NHL caliber player that's pushing behind you, even at the AHL level, um, doesn't help. Man, Aaron, you're really bagging on uh, Kevin LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, injury news. I don't know if we have any news necessarily. Uh, but it's not like breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay, injury talk. We'll say. Sure. We're, we're chatting here. Uh, Logan Kutcher had a setback with his, his injury, and his injury is ostitis pubis, which is like it's a mix <laughs> of groin and everything kind of in that area, and it's painful. And he woke up, I think he said during the All-Star break, and he couldn't even get out of bed one day. That's not good. This is where he was in the beginning of the season, where at that point he didn't know what it was. At least you know, he he said it's, it's better that he knows what it is now because he knows... Um, how to deal with it and it will go away. Uh, he wasn't even doing uh, anything. Like he was talking day-to-day stuff, not even hockey-related stuff. Yeah. But I think he's back on the ice and doing some workouts again. But, man, this is not good. It's not good. I, I have a feeling they're going to shut him down for the season. What's the point? 
at this yeah. point, right? Oh, 100%. Uh, I don't know if there's, I don't know anything about this kind of injury, if there's even a surgery that you could do to fix it, or if it's just a sit and wait and rest I'll tell you, thing. It, it, uh, uh, the thing I know about this injury is any injury that has the word pubis in it, it doesn't sound like it's a fun fun time. It, that that sucks. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel for the guy. I feel bad for him. I was hoping that he would be able to come back after all this time. He was excited to come back. I know, mm-hmm. he, you know with him being out while he was out, he was questioning whether or not he'd even be able to play anymore. Yep. And then he gets this great news. Oh, yeah, you're good to go. Get back on the ice. Sweet. Gets out there, starts getting himself training, plays his first game plays in a couple games and then he's out again for the same reason and um it's got to be just so disheartening um and, and it just sucks for for the captain of this team uh to have to be out uh, again and who knows and now he's he was worried about whether or not he was going to play you have to imagine that that comes back into his mind now because absolutely yeah he's yeah. He, oh yeah i'm good i'm good no you're not right and you're right back out again then you have to start wondering well is this what it's going to be like yeah. am i going to get to play five games at a time and then be out for 20 games you know what i mean for the rest of my career like mark stone injured again oh. in ir <laughs> people are pissed about that by the way because it just so happened right before the trade deadline that he goes yeah. on long-term IR and he'll miraculously be back for playoffs so that the Vegas Knights can go out and get some yeah. big-name player. And, yeah. Yeah. and then when he comes back, it doesn't count against the cap. Right. Yeah. yeah. There should be some sort of rule against that. Leave it to Vegas to really push the boundaries and probably create a new rule, I think, over the summer. <laughs> yeah, we've been on the receiving end of the new rules quite a few times. I think it's Vegas' turn. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Logan Couture again, uh, out with a bad pubis. Uh, Tomas Hurdle uh, still <laughs> had a look on his face. God. Such what? A, you're such a child. I am not. That's what it says. I can't pronounce the such first a, word. I skipped and I said the second word. Okay? It's enough out of you. Uh, Tomas Hurdle, still a few weeks away. Do we know what's going on with Tomas? I know he had... Well, they scoped his knee. Yeah, exactly. Take a couple weeks, but he's not... He's not back yet, so right. um, I think he still has at least another one, maybe that, two weeks. That was just removing scar tissue then. Right? Yeah, just cleaning it up. Yeah. It was probably just scar tissue. I mean, he blew out his knees yeah. years yeah. ago, yeah. but it just adds up. So um, that just cleaned it out and made it smoother and, and less pain. So yeah. um, I'm sure he'll be back in maybe two weeks, three weeks. Do you want him back in two weeks, three weeks? Or yeah. are we giving him the same Logan Couture treatment of why nah. even bother at this point? No, nah, it's not a serious injury, and I think he needs to play. Okay. Um, he obviously helps the team get better, not that they want to get better, but the mentality or the the camaraderie, and because he's going to be here next season. So I'm not saying Couture's not. Couture's injury is, I think, more serious. His is oh, just yeah. more oh, yeah. cleaning out kind of thing. So he'll just be back and, yeah. and playing again. Yeah, um, Couture is out because he he has to be right. Yeah. I mean, Hurdle's out because of maintenance that they're just just waiting for him to recover and that's it. Uh, right, Logan just flat out he can't he can't do it he can't do it anymore uh, until uh, whatever this issue is. I'm not going to say it again. Or he's going to freak out. But uh, until that <laughs> until that issue gets cleared up, uh, there's there's nothing he can do about it. Uh, and I feel really bad for the guy because it's a helpless feeling, I'm sure. Mount what are you Good. laughing about now? Mount Good said they should shut everyone down for the season and tank, let Chicago win some games. Who are they going to shut down? Uh, just, are you just talking <laughs> I about Coach Hurdle? I think we did, Mount yeah. Good. <laughs> There's nobody else. Yeah. I mean, the guys that we were talking about, uh, the guys that are supposed to be goal scorers, right? The, the veteran goal scorers, Hoffman and Duclair. I mean, these are guys that we're disappointed in. 
I mean, and we're sucks. looking forward to getting traded. Tomas so. Hurdle is having a great year. He's yeah. still leading the Sharks in scoring, even though he's missed a lot of time. Which, honestly, I, it, when you say yeah, he's having a great year, he's leading the Sharks, but he's got, what, 48 games played and 34 points. Like, I don't know how much that's having a great season for him, necessarily. Well, he was he was on a roll, and he was doing pretty well. He went to the All-Star game. Sure. Better than don't most of the other Sharks. somebody from every team? I don't know. I think they do. Yeah. Now they do. Because so. they used to not, and people got upset because they didn't have anyone <laughs> representing their team. You gotta sell the jerseys, bud. Yeah. You gotta sell the jerseys. You gotta so. give your fan base someone to watch. Something to watch. There's a handful of Shark uh, All-Star jerseys that, that sold, and that's what they needed. They needed that handful of Sharks jerseys from I the All-Star games. Can you imagine buying one of those this They're year? pretty ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But imagine going, yeah, I'm buying a Hurdle All-Star. I mean, there's probably people out there that just collect jerseys, maybe. Wasn't it just like primary colors? That uh, was the jerseys that they used. Man, I don't know. I, Whatever. I like All-Star games because they're for kids. They're not for... Fan, like I don't say not for fans. They're not for adults. They're not for us. Sure. They're for the kids. They're to get them excited. It's to get the best players together, obviously, and and have fun. They're not playing a serious game. They're not playing. They're not trying to get hurt. They're to me, I like the skills competition more than the actual game. Yeah. I think that's cool. I and across the board, not just for NHL. Like I love when football does it. I love when the NBA does like the three point contest and the dunk contest. Like I like that stuff more than the All Star game because. I like to see elite athletes doing elite things where I go, oh, I could do that off the couch, and then watch them do it go, I can't do that. There's no way I could do that. Who who was the player that like put zero effort into that one where you're supposed to pass the puck? Kucherov. Kucherov did see, not want to be there. And uh, Just take the fine and the suspension was, game or whatever it, it is. It was in Toronto, right? So they had a rivalry. I mean, imagine Chris Pronger coming into San Jose at the height of Pronger hate, and he just does that just to be the villain. He did it on purpose, to be the villain. I liked it. I thought it was hilarious. He's playing the heel of the NHL. Why not? Rather than being the boring, same same uh, post-game report, because the, interview the questions. Point, the point of those skill-based thing games or whatever is to showcase the best skill. If you want to be a turd, then just... Take the fine or the suspension or whatever it is. Just take that. Say, I'm not going to go to your stupid Toronto thing. He basically, and stay home. He he pulled the, um, uh, blanking on his name, the football player who played for Seattle. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. He pulled a Marshawn I'm Lynch. I'm just here. I'm just here to not get fined. That's exactly what he did. I didn't like it. I, 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 it was annoying. Just not working. Yeah, right. yeah. Poop emojis. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. It was annoying. I thought it was it was uh, a sham. It, it was a uh, what? Devereaux. Okay. Got some extra eyeballs on the sport. Absolutely. It made a storyline. Devereaux, buddy, unless you're sitting in this chair, it's just stop. I don't mind <laughs> it. I don't mind it. Would I be pissed if that was Tomas Hurdle doing that? Maybe. Oh, I'd be mad. But I'd be fu- I think it's funny to be like, Hurdle's just give him the finger. Like, I, no. I'd be mad. I'd be like, you know what? You're representing your team right now. Whether you want to be here or I don't not, you are be representing here. the city. I you are representing be... that logo. Kucherov is probably like, I wanted to be in the Bahamas with my family and get a break. And now Good. I have to come then all the way to go to the Bahamas. Freezing cold Toronto to go play to the, the Bahamas. Game. Again, if there's a fine, pay the fine because it ain't got to be much. If there's a game suspension, spend an extra day in the Bahamas. Okay, but to do that, I don't know. I think you, maybe you get some eyes in the league. But I, for me, if I'm not a guy that watches hockey and I see that and I go, 
the heck are these guys doing? Mountain Goat. Most players would rather have a vacation than play in Toronto in February. Absolutely. Sure. I, I, 100%. But you know what? That's part of the whole thing. If you're going to be a good player, you might problem, get called to the All-Star Game. Sorry. The other problem is if you give players the option to not, like to opt out, Yeah. I don't think anybody would show up, honestly. Sure. They would all take the vacation. Ovechkin, this happened to Ovechkin years ago, yeah. like, a decade ago, maybe. I remember Yager said, please don't pick me. Yeah, he didn't want to go. None of them, <laughs> nobody wants to go. They wanted, like, Ovechkin, I think, wanted to go home to Russia and visit family yeah. and couldn't because he had to go to the All-Star game. And I think he got hurt in the game right before the All-Star game and left the game so that he could yeah. not go on IR, but, like, say that he was hurt yeah. so that he could go travel and do, you know, Ovechkin things that he liked to party and do things. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I... I didn't mind it. I think it's funny. I think Same it's, with it's a, a lot of people sport. had a problem with with John Scott going to the All Star game. I loved that. Why? Because the fans picked him, and he wanted to be there, and he showed up. And what did he do? He scored more goals than he scored in the season. <laughs> Didn't, they were setting him up. They were the was fans. Pavelski and Burns were there with them. Okay, so Kucherov plays, does what he does. What do the fans do? Booed him. This was this is the skills else. competition. I don't care. The, then you see John Scott, thug life, can only throw the mitts. Has a podcast called what was it called? Uh, dropping, dropping the gloves. Dropping, dropping the gloves. The mitts. Dropping the mitts. I don't know. Whatever. Dropping something. Okay, about fighting. All right, <laughs> whatever it is. And th- this is what the guy does. He, he plays with Pavs and Burns on the same line, and they do an amazing job of dropping setting him up. Dropping gloves. Yeah. They do an amazing job of setting him up and helping him be, like, a superstar. Because he wasn't. He was not. And they helped him become rooting. that guy. He became rooting. And you know what? We talked about Nashville earlier but with uh, Granlin and everything else. Again, my hat is off to Nashville. That's where they had the All-Star game that, that time. And he was there... And the the fans went berserk for him. They had no reason to go nuts for this guy. And it was just an amazing story. So, no, I will not say that those are the same two stories. You don't tarnish that memory. It was an amazing story because everyone hated the NHL for how they handled the Scott situation. So, it was a a booing or a... um, over cheering for John Scott because they hated the NHL. They hate Gary Bettman and how he handled it. So Gary Bettman became the villain. I think they were very proud of him. I think they were very proud of John Scott. I'm very happy for him. So no, you will not tarnish that memory for me. There we go. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, upcoming games, Aaron. We've got four, which is crazy because we, we had one, one uh, this past <laughs> week, and we've been talking for an hour and a half or so. <laughs> so short show. So it's, short it's show. always a short show, guys. It's always. It's Super Producer Jason. Poor guy. When we have like one game to talk about and he's like, so it's going to be a short show, right? Yeah, like 20 minutes. He's <laughs> yawning. Like he's an hour and a half. Either. Yeah, so anyway, uh, next week's show, uh, four-hour marathon because we have four games. Uh, first one <laughs> is Tuesday against the New Jersey Devils. That's uh, at home uh, in San Jose. Same with the game against Anaheim will be at home. That is on Thursday and then we go to Dallas on Saturday. That is a 5 p.m. game, and then again on Sunday, a back-to-back against Minnesota in Minnesota, 4 p.m. game. Aaron, does this qualify for your definition of scheduled loss? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to see Minnesota's schedule. I don't know if they're on a back-to-back. Okay. It's a scheduled loss when one team is on a back-to-back and one's not. 
mm. and your the team on the back to back is traveling on top of that. I was gonna say, put because we're we're traveling on a back to back. Right, right. It's two travels schedule right yeah, now. If you, you want. could, so you could spend you, you could spend the time doing yeah, that I'll, if you'd I'll like. spend the time. So yeah, it is a back to back for them, but they are also traveling from St. Louis back to Minnesota to play the Sharks. So not so much okay. a scheduled last. Okay. Um, I think. We could see two wins this week. Oh, God, don't do it to me. I, I'm telling you, I think New Jersey is weak, and I think Anaheim is weak, and I think we can beat both of those teams. Why is New Jersey weak? Are they have injuries? Their goaltending is horrendous. Okay. okay. In fact, I hope Blackwood starts in that game <laughs> and shuts them out. Um, they've just had nothing but goaltending problems. Okay. They, they, the goalie of the future they bet on who came in, in the playoffs last season uh, faltered, and he's very young. He's 20. 23. Uh, they sent him back down around Christmas time to the minors. They just brought him back up, and he loses again in his first start back. So he's not the answer, at least long or uh, short term wise for okay. this season. Um, I think it'd be hilarious if they traded for Blackwood and got him <laughs> back on the team. Uh, but I could see this is a team that could go for Kakinen. Yeah. Um, but their playoff hopes are kind of dwindling a little bit. They're currently in 19th overall but that's what's league. so good about it isn't it when they're just oh we were in the playoffs we we're in the hunt and they're starting to dwindle then don't they kind of try to overcorrect to push themselves right back into that bubble spot i mean there's seven points behind tampa bay for the bubble for the playoff uh, what do you call it? wild card playoff spot so yeah. they need to really put in some win streaks going in here you got over over 20 games to go though they're four, five, and one. You know what'll help you get more more wins over the course of twenty games and push Better you right back to Better goaltending. <laughs> they are four, five, and one. As are the Sharks in their last ten games. We are four, five, and one. Yeah. It's too many wins. I, it's too many wins. Don't disagree. Slow Chicago's one, six, and three. Pump your brakes, okay? Chicago six and three. One, six, and one, three. six, and three. Okay. <laughs> They're doing it right. I thought you said they've won six. Nope. And three. Nope. Okay. Wow. Um, okay, so New Jersey Devils. I remember last week, and I'm going to put you on the spot, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Fine. Um, you had said that you wanted to do a bit of a comparison, if you remember, between oh. Fabian Zetterland yes. and Timo Meyer. Now, unfortunately, I don't think we've got that set up. No, but I can do it for next week because they only have one game this which is week what, anyway. Which is what you said last week. but that's Yeah, but the Sharks only have one game, so <laughs> that's, that's pointless. Right. They'll have four games now. So we'll have them play. We'll see how that goes, and then you'll be able to break down a little bit more between the two players. Yes. Statistically. Yes. Very nice. i got to put a note to myself right now. So I'm yeah, good. To do that. <laughs> we want zero wins this week. Uh, Bryce Carr, uh, if you mean we as in you and me, 100%, buddy. Everybody else, I don't know. Do you guys want, you want to win? Do you uh, want a win or do you just do think I there's going to be? want to win? Yeah. I, to me, again, and I'll say this again, I'm not expecting the Sharks to be in dead last. And I kind of hope that they're not in dead last. And I hope Chicago is or somebody else is. And that the Sharks win the lottery because now I feel like we <laughs> won the lottery instead of losing the lottery. I think it's more devastating if they were in last place and they didn't get the first overall pick than it is to be second or third going into the lottery and winning it. I think that's better. You have less chance of winning it being second or third. In fact, if somebody else wins it, then you get pushed down to third from second. So I, I would rather be in last and then lose it and get the second best player than to be in second to last and lose it and become the and get the third best player. Right now they have a 13.5% as second place right now, the okay. Sharks. 
13.5% of getting first overall. Sure. 14%. Sure. Um, I mean, sure, top three would be great. I just, I would feel absolutely gutted if they were in last place and they didn't get it. It's a, it's a 74.5% chance that you don't get it. Yeah. That's a high chance. It's a high yeah. likelihood that you're not going to get it. Um, yeah, obviously I want them to have the best chance to get it, but, oh man, again. And if, let's say, they have the Pittsburgh pick in there, I'm looking at the standings right now, or the uh, lottery odds, they would need that to be an 11th pick yeah, for them to get that pick without any conditions to it. Right. Um, and they have a 3% chance of winning first overall on top of whatever they're in. Yeah. So they have they would have two shots of getting it. Two different ways of getting it. Can you imagine if they got Pittsburgh's pick and it's 11th overall and they win first, they get Celebrini... And they have the third overall. Yeah. They would get two of the top three guys in this draft. That would be insane. We, 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 we talk about um, them being, you know, pushing for playoffs in maybe three years. This is what Greer said, right? The timeline is mm-hmm. three years. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually optimistic on that anyway, right? I'm optimistic that it'll be about three years. So... Um, but yeah, if you if you take two guys in the top three out of this draft, uh, that that supercharges that timeline quite a bit. I mm-hmm. think yeah, hundred percent. So um, yeah, but we'll 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 see what happens uh, later on in the season with regard to the draft lottery and all that stuff. Uh, that will be a very fun and interesting show. And if you are not subscribed to this show, you should be. So uh, please uh, hit the uh, subscribe button down below there and hit the notification bell so you know when we are going live. And when we do that show, you guys can hop in and tell us that we are crazy. <laughs> you wouldn't be wrong. Also, we're kind of on trade watch right now because yes. the deadline is next Friday. Yeah. So we might be popping in for a live show randomly this week or next week when and if. Most likely when there's going to be a big trade. Yeah, I mean, normally we do our shows on Mondays, as most of you guys already know. We Last week we did it on Tuesday because it just didn't make sense. Um, and it, it, when there's a trade, especially when there's a big trade, but um, I think just in general when there's a big enough trade uh, this time around, we'll probably be getting in studio same day, next day, something like that. We don't know exactly, but we, we, trend, we tend to uh, turn a show around a little bit quicker when there's a big trade that happens, so... Um, yeah, again, if you are subscribed and you have the notification bill hit, then you will know exactly when we are doing that. So there you go. Um, Aaron, did you want to talk about any of the other games? Or are you just saying we're going to beat New Jersey and we're going to beat, I'm assuming, Anaheim? I'm not going to say we are going to beat them. Well, I think but you're these, saying <laughs> these are the chances of winning would be against these two teams. Right. So you think there's no chance in Dallas and there's no chance in Minnesota? Dallas, I don't think so. Minnesota, possibly. Did they play Kakanen right. in Minnesota. Um, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's a back-to-back situation, so, yeah, probably. Yeah. They probably do. Maybe Blackwood on Tuesday against New Jersey. Okay. Although he's said before that he didn't want to play against New Jersey. Like, he doesn't necessarily, like, want the revenge kind of game. I gotcha. Um, but the fact that they just played Kakanen in the last game, maybe they go to Blackwood this one. Okay. Uh, then they play, so it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I would see just alternating. Um, Blackwood, Kakanen, Blackwood, Kakanen. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. To me, it makes sense. Yeah, I like that. That's good. 
There you go. Okay, well, I think, unless there's, is there some comments maybe? We haven't had, had a lot of comments, I think. Uh, they've been I mean, we have had comments, don't get me wrong. They're kind of going off the rails I feel like we, we are. are. Oh, really? So, um, yeah. Is there a comment you'd like to read? I'm reading through some <laughs> oh, of okay. right now. <laughs> He's like, yeah. No. Pause. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Patrick Cabal, I just want a cookie, being honest here. Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> Do I make the Bailey shot like a regular thing? When we talk about Bailey and it's something positive? Sure. We should maybe do this as a regular thing? Uh, if he's still here next week. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Not going to work here anymore. Yeah, well, that puts an end to that one pretty quick. Just kind of like the cunning slide. There's no cunning goals to speak Patrick, of. Super Producer Jason, bring back the Pavs goal watch scene for trade watch. Missing that eagle scream. That was a good one. That was a very good I'll one. I'll have to relicense that. That was our first one. Yeah. Our first ever kind of thing that we did <laughs> which hilarious. by the way if any of you guys are old school you guys know uh super key grip joe super key grip joe made oh, yeah. sure to let us know that that's actually a falcon or a hawk i can't remember he would know uh not an eagle an eagle doesn't sound like that so what? there you go that is not how an eagle sounds so, that's not how they it sound is. maybe we just record paul next time yeah I, I think so yeah <laughs> we'll speed it up just <laughs> <like>. i'll just <laughs> That would make it better, wouldn't it? It's funny, right? I don't know. Here anyway, we, well, here we just, go. We just recorded it. Off <laughs> the rails. Off the rails. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you've stuck with us so far, uh, why? Uh, but thank you. I, we do appreciate you guys staying in the chat and uh, having a fun conversation, not with just each other, but with us, and gives us some things to pull out and talk about during the show. So, again, if you have enjoyed the stream, uh, just as Super Producer Jason has put on the stream there, uh, if you can hit us with a like, we would certainly appreciate that. It helps reach some of the other Sharks uh, friends and family that are out there on YouTube, out there in the... Uh, uh, I don't know. What are you doing? What are you, oh, you like the confetti? confetti <laughs> you got me. I was like, what? what? What's wrong? <laughs> anyway, uh, it helps reach out to those people as well. And actually, again, if you can uh, repost, share uh, all those things on the social media platforms that you are a part of, uh, get it out to them so that we can uh, expand a little bit and grow. We would certainly appreciate that. Um, anything? Oh, uh, if you'd like to support the show, of course, you can do that uh, multiple different ways. Uh, one of which, of course, the super chat function. If you put something in there, uh, a note or whatever we can read that out during the stream or during the next show uh, or you can use do the same thing through Venmo at the Fin Factor and you can go ahead and uh, support the show that way another way to get something in return for your support such as hats hoodies water bottles got it t-shirts stickers for your toaster we see you uh, Peter St. John uh, all those things available on thefinfactor.com that's a good way for you to support the show and get something back in return and look just about as cool as Aaron himself uh anything else i'm missing something uh spotify if you're looking spotify. to find us anywhere other than youtube we are on spotify it also has the video feed so you can watch as well as listen uh, there was a question earlier how our numbers are doing because they've been spamming <laughs> spotify and playing them i don't remember what it was uh three three hundred something um so yeah it's starting to boost up so keep it going if, if you're on spotify feel free to listen to us just search the fin factor and you'll find us I liked when Devereaux was here and you had to go through all that because you go, <laughs> you, you explicitly call out, Paul usually does this. Yeah, <laughs> it was just absolutely. so funny. I'm sitting there watching the show and just like start laughing because it was like, yeah, oh. Aaron's. I did that like the very end. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about yeah. it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Terrible at marketing. Not that I'm any better, but yes, you are pretty bad. So it's. 
<laughs> just kidding. We're all bad. Anyway, um, I stay in my lane. I th- what's that? I stay in my lane. <laughs> he talks about Spotify, do everything else. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do want to thank you guys one more time. Uh, appreciate again all the comments. So uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in the next one around. So for Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys next week. Next week. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.